All right, hey everyone, I'm back. Uh, it's your boy, Dr. J, Sean Christopher Jenkins. Welcome to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. If you're streaming from my uh, Facebook page, Sean Christopher Jenkins, or my LinkedIn page, Sean Christopher Jenkins, or my Instagram page, Trumpet on Lights, my other Instagram page, my underscore Daniel underscore Bible, wherever you're streaming from. Thanks for tuning in. If you're listening to this playback on my podcast, Upload Past Crossroads, thanks for tuning in. Guys, I have a I have a scripture verse I want to share with you guys. So uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, you'll see that last week I did a Sunday school, well, two weeks ago now, I did a Sunday school lesson on Isaiah chapter 49, verses 1 through 13. So these two videos on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads, and one verse touched me the most in Isaiah 49. And I just had to share with you guys. So, again, again, guys, I have a playlist on my YouTube channel titled Isaiah 49. So go to that. And you can listen to all my sermons, Bible studies, just everything, I've, any animations I've done, just anything I've done on Isaiah 49. But, uh, man, this this is a long time coming. Like, I should have did this video when it was fresh in my brain, like when it was fresh in my heart and in my spirit, just when it was fresh. Because now, like, you know, Guys, whatever guys telling you to do, just do it. Because the longer you wait, the more still it becomes. The more, you know, not as good as it would have been if you would have just did it initially. So that's where I'm at right now. But I have to go ahead and hit you guys with this scripture verse. So again, I'm coming from Isaiah chapter 49, verse 4. So I'm about to read it. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 4. Here it goes. It says, then I, I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for naught. And in vain... Yes, surely my judgment is with the Lord and my work with my God. So I'm going to read it one more time. Then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for naught and in vain. Yes, surely my judgment is with the Lord and my work with my God. So that's out of everything in Isaiah 49, verse 4 touched me the most. This gives me so much hope, right? This fills me with so much joy. Because you know what? One scripture verse that we always say, but we don't really understand, is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. It reads, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Like, verse 4 in Isaiah 49 is real controversial. Like, nobody knows really like really understands what this verse means. But I feel like God gave me a lot of re like revelation, like everything I needed, all the strength I needed from this verse. Just like he promised that he would give to the servant here in this message. So Isaiah 49 is uh, it's called the servant song, the suffering servant. Uh, it's called also servant poems. Like basically Isaiah 49 verses one through seven is a collection of, the suffering servant, right? The suffering, the servant songs, which means that it's a prophecy of Jesus. So these servant songs, there's four of them in the book of Isaiah. All these passages in the Bible are prophecies about Jesus. It describes Jesus. It's actually in verse 49 here. I mean, in verse four, chapter 49 in Isaiah, this one specifically is Jesus talking, right? In Jesus, we see in Isaiah 49, he's talking and about what God told him, what God promised him, and the conversation he had with God. And so this gives us insight of something that God, Jesus prayed for himself, 
right? So one thing that people say in Isaiah uh, chapter 49, verse 4, they don't really think that, you know, Jesus was saying this here because they don't like seeing, people don't like seeing Jesus mentally fatigued. They don't like seeing Jesus frustrated. They don't like, they don't think Jesus would ever like get discouraged. Jesus would never, no, not Jesus. Jesus would never lose his strength. He's God in the flesh. You know, like, <laughs> that's what they think, like theology wise. That's fine. I understand what you're saying, but you got to understand you can't deny scripture verses, right? You can't pick and choose and cherry pick what you want to believe. Jesus was man, half man, right? And half God, right? So he, let's just call it like this. He was fully man and fully God, right? Like he was, he like that's <laughs> theology wise, like that's where it gets debatable, right? But we can all agree he was man and he was God, right? He was both, right? He wasn't just one, right? So we see it just from, if we collect all the scripture verses together and not deny anything. We know just from Hebrews chapter four, verse 15, what we just read that Jesus can empathize with us. He can sympathize with us. Why? Because he understands the emotions that we felt. Why? Because he was tempted as we were too. So what is that saying? Like verse four, I'm going to read verse four again in Isaiah 49. Let's talk about how Jesus was tempted, right? So then I said, so then the servant said, then the servant Messiah. So then the Lord said, so Jesus said this, right? The Messiah. He said, I have labored in vain. Jesus himself said that, guys. He said he has labored in vain. I have spent my strength for naught. Can you believe that Jesus felt like this? Like, just think about it from his perspective, why he will feel like this on earth. Did Jesus, did all his hope and dreams come true on this earth? Like, just think about it from his perspective. This is God in the flesh. Imagine if you were God in the flesh. You came down to the world and all they did was reject you. Like the people you created, you know everything about. You done everything for, and you done things for them they don't even know about. And they're not even thankful for. And these people are telling you what to think. They're telling you, God in the flesh, how to live. They're telling you what you need to do, be doing. When you're the Messiah, right? Then you're trying to tell them the Bible, the truth of the word. And you're trying to tell them what God says. Because you are God. You know what God says. But then they don't listen to you. They say you're stupid. You're a fraud. You're Be- Beelzebub. You're Satan. You're the devil. Right? Not only that, guys. Let's, let's not just go there. Let's go with the disciples. You done how many miracles with the disciples before? How many miracles has Jesus done with the disciples? Right? And they still wasn't there with him when they crucified him. Matter of fact, they got discouraged after they crucified him and all their hopes and dreams were gone because they thought it was over, right? Then they denied him. So like, you know, they thought like Jesus would never give him another opportunity. So then they doubted his love, you know? (laughs) They, They saw all these miracles, guys. Think about it. For three years, the disciples saw all the miracles possible that Jesus could do and they still doubted him. How do you think that made Jesus feel? Like, just go from Jesus' perspective of how he would feel, right? You don't think he got discouraged? Seriously? Because people refused to see him how he really was? What did Philip say to him? What did Nathan say to him? 
Like they had to stick their hand inside of him to believe it was him. Like they, they still doubted. Right? <laughs> so think about what Jesus had to work with, man. So man, like, why do you think Jesus would say, I have labored in vain? He's saying he worked for nothing. He was saying because the Jews refused to hear and accept him in his teachings, right? He was complaining to God, right? So if you, if life isn't going the way that you want, the greatest thing you could do is just talk to God about it. Just talk to God about it. So they, they think, obviously, complaining is a sin, right? So this is where people, why people would be like, man, like, you know, this ain't Jesus talking because complaining is a sin. Whining is a sin. But guys, like, talking to God is a sin. Let it, God already knows how you feel. So just being in denial of how you feel and trying to talk to God saying, yes, I'm thankful. When you're not thankful, you think that fools them? Like, <laughs> what? The hypocrisy, guys. Like, come on. God, God likes real, man. Let's just be honest. Like, call it like it is. Like, you can be fake all you want in your relationship with God. I'm completely honest and vulnerable with him because he already knows my heart. I don't even know my own heart, right? So, obviously, when I'm mad, I'm going to – I'm mad, right? Sometimes every emotions are good. You need to get it out, right? So yeah, Jesus was saying, you know, he wore himself out. He used up all his power. You know, he he everything he did was for nothing because nothing came of it. You know, people still rejected him. The disciples still lost faith in him, man. Humanity, you gotta think about it. Jesus should have been worshiped when he was here. So how do you think that feels from his perspective? So guys. You see where I'm going at? Verse 4, there's so much you can say with verse 4. And I'm about to get in it, right? So one of my points I have is faithful ministers can be confident in the fact that even if our labor or work does not seem to be successful to us, the Lord will see to it that it is carried on to success according to his purpose and his own way, in his, in his own way, in his own time, right? So guys, you have an idea of what success looks like, and it may not be God's idea, right, of what success really is for you, right? Success looks different for everybody, and for some people, it's not a big ministry. It's not, you know, being famous and being seen and being acknowledged. Actually, for most of us as God's children and ministers of the word, you know, you're not going to get the praise that you really should be getting here on this earth. But all the praise go to God, obviously. But you guys get what I'm saying. You're not going to get the recognition, the approval, the uh, clap on the back, you know, just all those that stuff from man. And that's fine. Because if you don't get it from man, you best to believe God's going to give it to you, which that's what verse four is talking about. You know, Jesus basically saying, even though I spent my strength for nothing, even though I labored in vain, yet surely my judgment is with the Lord in my work with my God. Right. So God sees what you're doing. He acknowledges what you're doing. People may not notice what you're doing. People may not give you the recognition that you should be receiving from the hard labor you're doing for the Lord. But God sees it. He is your strength. He will repay you. He will. He He is your judgment. He is your vindication. That's what the other versions of the Bible say about verse four. So he's going to repay and vindicate you of all your work that you've done for him. So guys, here goes some more points. I'm going to just hit you with all of them, right? I'm going to reiterate some other ones. But in verse 4 of chapter 49, 
right, of Isaiah. One of the things that we learn, one of the major points is despite the this high calling, so despite Jesus being the servant, being the Messiah, being the one to do everything for us, you know, he replies to God with discouragement, right? So Jesus is in the highest of all positions of all of us, right? And he got discouraged, right? So not even Jesus is above discouragement, right? When he was here on this earth, because he was man and God, right? So no matter how high you are, no matter how rich you are, no matter how high you sit, no matter who you think you are, no matter what position you are in, no matter if you're a king, president, or manager, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have face trials. You're going to face adversity, right? So <laughs> just know you're not alone. Remember, we have a high priest that can sympathize with us, who, who understands us. You guys see where I'm going up with this, man? Let's go ahead and hit you with some more stuff. You know, we may we must remain faithful and committed and not think that it's a strange thing to be slighted when the master himself was slighted. So are you above the master? That's another scripture verse, John 15, verse 20. Jesus said, remember the word I've said unto you, the servant is gr no greater than his Lord. If he was persecuted, if, if they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. And if they have kept my saying, uh, they will keep yours as well, right? So guys, you see where I'm going at? Are you above the master if you're his servant, right? Are you above the teacher if you're his student, right? Are you greater than Jesus? No, none of us are. So if Jesus had discouragement and faced resistance in his ministry, are you above that? And a lot of people think it's not of God to face trials and resistance and just hard times through what God called you to do. Doing the Lord's work, you shouldn't be facing no hard times, no battles, no, no, no bad days, no rainy days. But guys, if Jesus did, what makes you think you're above it? Like, <laughs> you're his child. Are you kidding me? If they hate the father, they're going to hate the son and daughter. Like, come on, guys. So, man, this verse blessed me so much. Like, the work wasn't easy, right? Jesus faced a lot of resistance, and he, he felt as though all his work was done in vain, and it was useless. So Jesus obviously ministered from a continual state of weakness and suffering on this earth right? Not in power, right? He had authority, obviously. He has power, obviously. He has more power and authority than all of us could ever have and will ever have, right? He's God in the flesh. But let's be real. When he was on the earth in human flesh, right? Mary's child, <laughs> he struggled too. He had a flesh, you guys. Like, you can't deny that, right? You can't have your cake and eat it too. You got to accept it, right? So Jesus had problems that he had to address on a daily basis, just like us. Even Jesus had problems, guys. Life wasn't a cakewalk for Jesus, right? It was no easier for him than it is for you, right? That gives me so much hope because here goes some points, guys. Let's, let's go ahead and hit you with some more points. You know, sometimes you aren't going to get the response in the ministry that you want, like I said earlier. And what you define as success may be different from what God has for you and his success to him. And one case in point is Jeremiah in the Bible. Like, think about it. It said that Jeremiah didn't save anybody or he didn't reach anybody. And that's what God called him to do. Just preach the gospel. Nobody will be saved. Like, <laughs> that's depressing, right? But that's what he called him to do. That was his ministry, his, his race he had to run. 
So run your race, guys. Do what God called you to do. Do so. Even the servants. So even Jesus experienced frustration from a poor response from his ministry, right? So the servant was not recognized for who he was and what he was doing, like he should have been. This is God in the flesh, guys, and he should have been honored, respected. Just all those things, but he wasn't, man. So sometimes life application. So sometimes in your ministry, sometimes in your life, you know, doing God's work as a servant of God and the work that we do for him, right, produces very little and sometimes no results. And it can be very discouraging for the lack of visible success that we receive. But this encourages us to continue on, you know, to share in the vision of God's servant. That Jesus himself, you know, experienced what we experienced as well, guys. <laughs> so, yeah. So know your ministry. You know, it will be fruitful even though you don't see the fruit right now. You know, right? And so know that God's going to, God is at work, man. And when you're doing what he's called you to do and doing his will. So, yeah, man. So there's so much to tell you about verse four, man. Like another application was just, uh, you know, Jesus kept on showing up, you know, even though he faced exhaustion in his ministries at times, even though the disciples failed him at times and didn't really take heed to what he was saying when he said, listen and pay attention. How many times did Jesus say, listen and pay attention? And the disciples didn't listen to him or the people, the crowds, or they heard what they wanted to hear instead of what he was really saying. And they didn't even ask. Like, right? Because all they cared for was food, right? So just imagine how Jesus felt, man, and what he had to work with, right? So one of the greatest temptations he would have to have is discouragement, right? One of the biggest things he would face is people disappointing him every single day and failing to realize who he was, right? But yet Jesus still strove to do what the Father wanted. He still did the work that God called him to do. He still honored, glorified, and praised God even when he was discouraged. Can you say the same thing about yourself, right? So Jesus still did the work. Jesus still showed up and he let the outcome in God's judgment in God's hands. So yeah, the the servant expresses not only discouragement, but also confidence in God, right? So this is what verse four of Isaiah chapter 49 is teaching us, man. It's teaching us so much stuff, man, confidence in God. So this passage shows us, even though Jesus ministered in difficult and discouraged circumstances, Jesus never gave into into discouragement. He never, he never surrendered to it, right? But he always put his trust in the Lord. So we need to do the same thing. So what's the life application again of Isaiah chapter 49, verse 4? You know, do it while you're discouraged. Do it while you're frustrated, you're tired, you're weary. Do it when you don't feel like doing it. No matter how you feel, keep on showing up. Keep on putting in the work. Keep on doing what God called you to do. And don't stop showing up and being available to what God purposed you to do on this earth. Right? And that's different for all of us, man. It shouldn't matter what you see. It shouldn't matter what's going on in your life and how you feel. Right? <laughs> your emotions. That, that's, that's not based on faith. Right? You got to have faith, right? Live by faith, right? It all coming together. Like, I'll let you guys take that somewhere. All right, so you're not always going to be in the mood to do God's work and feel like doing something for the Lord, guys. But do it anyways, no matter how you feel. And so one 
one chapter in the Bible that touched me a lot when I did a Bible study on it was First Corinthians chapter three. So check that out on my YouTube channel. I'll add a card. I'm not going to worry about uh, telling you guys about it, but I did a lot of sermons, Bible studies, stuff like that on First Corinthians three. Check that out. But uh, I'm gonna read First Corinthians chapter three, verse five through nine. You know, First Corinthians chapter three, verse five reads, "Who then is Paul? Who then is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believe." even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planted anything, neither is he that watered, but God giveth the increase. Now he that planted and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his labor, for we are laborers together with the Lord, with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building, right? So, guys, do you always want to water your garden? Like, in the garden of life, do you always want to garden your water? I mean, water your garden. Like, do you always want to plant? You know, do you always want to do things properly to cultivate your garden? A lot of people don't have gardens, so let's talk about life. Like, do you always want to work out? Do you always want to run and exercise, right? Do you always want to go to work? (laughs) Do you always want to pay bills? Right? Do you always want to teach? Do you always want to preach if you do that? Do you always want to do your career, your work, or whatever uh, your, do you do for money? Like, do you always want to eat? Like, sometimes you're sick. Sometimes you're pregnant. Right? Sometimes you're throwing up. You don't feel good, but you have to eat. So, guys, we all have a part to play in this life. Right? And sometimes you're not going to want to do your part. Like, this is the Christian life. Let's be real. Like, you'll have some good days. You'll have some bad days. And sometimes you don't want to do your role. You don't want to show up because Satan, uh, uh, you got enemies in your ministries, in your ministries. Uh, you guys going to say you got enemies in your ministry and you have to face them every single time you talk. Right. Or every single time you're doing the Lord's work, you face opposition. Right. You guys get what I'm saying. But we must do our part so God can do his. Right. He's over the increase. Right. All you can keep on doing is showing up, watering planting, cultivating, watering, planting, just doing whatever God calls you to do because God is over the increase. And when you show up every single day to fulfill your role and do your part, God will be at work. God can do something like that. He will bless your increase, right? And it may not be here on this earth. It may be in the life after, right? But keep on showing up for work, right? So guys, like there's so much to be taken away. But Isaiah chapter 49, verse 4, I'm going to just go ahead and say everything possible, like, because I'm already here. Let's just talk about it. You know, one thing one of my managers say to me at work, one of my counselors, he says to me that, you know, matter, no matter what you do, you know, it will be hard because sometimes I try to get away from the hard. Right. But he said, no matter what you try to do in life, man, you can't get away from hard. If you're trying to be successful, if you're trying to go somewhere, like you're trying to be prosperous in a certain area of life, you're going to face hard, right? You can't get out of it. So many Christians, like that's what they want. They want to get out of the work, right? They feel like it shouldn't take any work because God's going to give you the strength. That, that's true. God's going to give you the strength. He's going to do his part, but you have to do your part. We're partakers with God. We're co-workers with God. You'll have to toll. You'll have to labor. You'll have to sweat right? <laughs> you guys get what I'm saying. So you won't ever be able to get away from doing the work, right? You have a part to play in this Christian life, guys. So 
man, there's so much I want to say with that, but let's just keep on going. Basically, the work was not ever easy for Jesus. Like, you really think about it. Like, Jesus had the hardest assignment out of all of us. So some people literally think, you know, he had it easy. Like, if Jesus had the hardest assignment out of all of us, don't you think sometimes it was rough for him? Like, just think about it. Think about how much he prayed. Why would he pray so much if it was easy? Like, just, it don't make sense sometimes, guys. We got to think, like, before we come up with stuff theologically, especially you ain't read the whole Bible and trying to put it together. But here goes some questions I got for you guys. Can you identify with anything I said this, this far, right? Can you identify with how the servant Jesus feels? So sometimes we feel as if God has abandoned us, right? So sometimes many people feel neglected in this life. So did Jesus, man. So many of the work, many may work faithfully unto the Lord, but again, see little results for their labors, which suck. And they see little fruit for all the stuff they've been cultivating in this life for others and for the Lord and everything. And many will feel unrecognized and unappreciated, right? And so does this mean you have the right and the authority and can just stop praising the Lord and stop doing his work because nobody is acknowledging you, right? You know, does it mean that God is okay with you giving up on a mission he has given you because you are facing some challenges, adversities, and suffering, et cetera, right? Like, obviously not, right? So here goes one of the points I have for you guys. Whatever God has called you to do, we must perform it regardless of the circumstances, right? So I, I did a YouTube video on that, and I, uh, it was a sermon, actually, a little bit. I titled it, You Don't need to be seen in order to praise the Lord, right? And I was focusing on Psalms uh, chapter 148, verses three and seven. So guys, check out that video. I'll, I'll make sure to add a card to it. But uh, basically guys, you know, 95%, I said 95% of space is undiscovered, like statistically and scientifically. 95% of space has yet to have been discovered. And 80% of the sea has yet to have been discovered. But just because those this, you know, there's certain planets that's probably not discovered, certain universes, maybe certain stars that we don't know anything about as humans. Does those make those stars, those planets and those universes less significant? Does it does it make them less honoring the God because they're not known by man? Right. Same thing for the animals in the sea. You know, 80 percent of the sea has yet to have been discovered. Right. So think about all the Leviathan and those sea creatures that we don't know about. 80% of the sea, that's a lot. 95% of space, that's a lot, guys. 95%, that's basically 100. The space has yet to have been discovered yet. So just, does that mean that those sea creatures that we don't know about aren't glorifying God? They're not doing what God created them, them to do, right? So you have people in prominent positions like the sun and moon. You have people in unknown, unfamiliar, obscure places like these sea creatures and stuff in the space that's not undiscovered, right? So no matter where you are in life, no matter what your life, man, keep on praising God. Keep on doing what he called you to do, you know, because what you do matters and you matter to God, right? So it doesn't matter if man makes you feel like you're not, you don't matter. It doesn't matter if man makes you feel lesser than for doing God's work right? Your approval comes from God. It doesn't come from man. It doesn't come from what you do, right? It comes from the Lord. Your strength is from the Lord. That's verse four again. 
of Isaiah 49, verse 4. I pray this is all making sense to you guys. Like, I'm going to read other versions of verse 4 at the end. So Isaiah chapter 49, verse 4, it says, Yes, surely my judgment is with the Lord and my work with my God. Yes, surely my cost is with the Lord and my reward with my God. Yet my vindication, right? So guys, believers can live in confidence knowing that God will vindicate them. He will repay, right? So the truth that we are living right now on this earth, you know, the prophecies we're saying that we learned, that we've been told by God, that we're preaching to the world, you know, this word that we're teaching to the world and telling the world to take heed to and listen to, they may not listen to it, right? right? They may never believe this truth, right? You may be speaking for nothing, for not, just like verse four says, just like the servant said he was speaking for nothing, right? It was in vain. But guys, in the end, you will win. In the end, God will get the final say. In the end, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. People will see that you were right in the end. So keep on doing the work. Keep on doing what God called you to do. It will all be worth it in the end, guys. So as followers of Christ, we must place our confidence in God, knowing that he alone remains the judge of our work on this earth. We must seek to use our time and effort to bring glory to Christ, to advance his kingdom and trust that one day we will be rewarded despite the hardships that's involved with doing his will. So Jesus triumphed over any negative thought and temptation by declaring my just reward is with God. So do you do the same thing, guys? Like, why are you, why do you live this Christian life, right? What, who are you doing it for, God or for yourself? Right. And who did you uh, do? It? Who did you why did you do the ministry that you're doing right now? Right. Is it for yourself or is it for the Lord? Right. Your foundation means everything, guys. If, if it was if you're if what you're doing is for Jesus and for the Lord, then your reward is waiting for you. Right. Your just reward is waiting for you. Right. Because you have the right foundation. But if you have the wrong foundation that you're building upon, your ministry, your work, your life, right? It's only going to produce, it's only going to be in vain. It's only going to be pointless because it wasn't done for the Lord, right? So if God, if you're really serving the Lord earnestly with your heart and with your motives and with your intentions, guys, there's a, man, God is going to reward you, man. He is proud of you, right? So guys, you got to, you got to make sure what you're doing is really what you're called to do, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. I can't say the rest because I need to hurry up in this video. I'm surprised we're just in 30 minutes, but yeah, guys. Um, I've been saying a lot um, on my Instagram pages, so I'm gonna just share one of my posts that I posted. I have a lot of posts coming like this, um, but here goes one of the posts. So here here goes the quote. It says, "Regardless of whether people see or care, never forget that God sees every detail of your life." Nothing goes unnoticed by him. Even if you feel like you are invisible to the world, you are never invisible to God. So I said a lot of quotes that went with that, like, you know, how I do with my Instagram posts. Uh, make sure to follow me on Instagram. Trouble Don't Last, my other Instagram page is my underscore Davis underscore Bible right here. But yeah, I put a lot of quotes and Bible verses with anything that I post. So make sure to read all those. But one of them says, you know, God notices even when nobody else does, keep going. Another quote said, if no one has told you today, God sees you, even if you don't think anyone else does. So 
you guys get the gist. Like, guys, just keep on doing the work, man. God sees, God notices. <laughs> he he will repay, man. So, guys, you get the point. And then also, you know, Jesus came to serve humanity, and he was mistreated, right? He was unappreciated. Even Jesus, man, he kept placing his circumstances in God protected hands. So he trusted God with what was occurring in his life. And that was people not approving of who he was, who God created him to be. Like he knew who God created him to be, but some people doubted. Actually, most people did. So, so guys, some people are going to do that in your life, man. Some people are going to say, man, you're not doing it for the Lord, man. What you're doing isn't of God, but it is of God. You are doing the right thing. So, man, so Jesus knows how you feel, basically, guys. And, guys, you got to understand the roles are going to be reversed. God's your vindication, man. He's your strength. Like, in the end, what you did will matter, right? So the first shall be last, and the last shall be first, man. Those who humble themselves and do it, what do God's will. No matter what people think, no matter what people say, those people, man, who are so humble, those people will be exalted, man. And the prideful will be humbled, right? Those people who lived for themselves, those people who cared for what man thought and lived for the now instead of storing up treasures in heaven and doing what God called them to do and living by faith, even though they're living, what they're doing seems pointless and stupid, but they know that they're doing it for bigger reasons. They know that what they're doing really matters and really significant. You guys get it, man. So God's going to exalt those people who are so humble and live by faith, right? Those people, man, their reward is great. So guys, will your reward be great? Will your toll for the Lord, will it all be worth it in the end, right? I pray that it is for you, man. So I want to I leave you guys with this. So for me, here goes a question I got for you guys. Have you ever made a sacrifice for the Lord and you felt as if it was for nothing? That's what I really should have started off the video saying. Like, have you ever made a sacrifice for the Lord and you felt as if it was for nothing? Right. So, guys, you can tell I'm pretty young. Right. One thing I regret is just not living it up. Right. I've been saved since Saturday, September 4, 2010. So since I was 17 years old, the beginning of my senior year of college, I mean, of high school, the beginning of my senior year of high school. Right. So when I was 17, Saturday, September 4, 2010, one thing I regret is, like, I look good, right? I could have all the girls in the world if I really wanted to. Like, if I just didn't care about mm, women, I'd care too much. So, like, <laughs> like I just wish I could have just played around with them and just did what I wanted and just got that out the way. But, guys, what would that have done? What would that have accomplished? Like, that would have just brought me more problems. Like. That would, that's not the answer. That's not the best way. That's not the most beneficial way. The right thing to do is always the hardest thing to do. And the right thing to do is what you need to do the most. And that's to do what God called you to do. Serve the Lord. Do what he called you to do. And because, guys, I must tell you, sometimes people say, like, you know, doing what God called you to do, man, you, you'll never regret it. You know, you'll, you'll be thankful you did it, maybe in the end. But I'll tell you now, in the flesh, you're going to have regrets. And you're going to have good regrets in life. You're going to have bad regrets. I did a YouTube video on that. Y'all check that out. A Bible study on it, actually. But yeah, guys, in life, man, serving the Lord, you're going to do some things you really don't want to do, right? You're going to do some things you don't see the point in doing. And you're really not going to understand why you even did it because you wish you would have did something else, right? 
But guys, we all have that temptation, right? It, it's you in some other area of life, if you're being completely honest, right? So that doesn't mean you should quit doing the right thing. That doesn't mean you should quit doing what God called you to do. And you shouldn't dwell on those negative thoughts. So this servant in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 4, you know, he didn't dwell on those negative thoughts. He just prayed and prayed it over to God. And God gave him a message, right? That he filled him up with hope. So y'all read the rest of Isaiah chapter 49. You'll see it in verse uh, 5 and 6. And then um, all the way to verse 13, God was filling Jesus with more hope and stuff like that. But yeah, man. God's going to repay you of everything you're owed, right? So God is good, guys. So I pray that, you know, verse four bless you guys as much as it blessed me. I know I was all over the place. Uh, I didn't really hit you guys with everything I really wanted to hit you guys with. But all right. But yeah, guys, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, Upload past Crossroads for more. So this is my YouTube channel. I also have a podcast, Upload Past Crossroads as well. My Facebook and LinkedIn, Sean Christopher Jenkins, Twitter, Snap, Instagram, TikTok, Trouble Don't Last. And then my other Instagram page is my underscore day underscore Bible. And then my Tumblr page is Trouble Don't Last number one. But yeah, guys. Uh, and again, I have a playlist on my YouTube channel uh, titled Isaiah Chapter 49. So I've done a lot of like studies on Isaiah 49 now. And I'll probably just be more in the future. So check that out as well. But yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in again. I pray that this guy, uh, this video blessed you. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys later, man. So peace out.